A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, welcome to Robert Jobson's Royal Podcast. I'm Robert Jobson, the Royal Editor of the Evening Standard, and this is the second episode in the series. This episode is called Becoming a Princess and looks really at Meghan Markle, the fact that she's going to be becoming a royal princess, marrying into the royal family with Prince Harry on May the 19th in Windsor Castle. And I'll be in conversation with Ken Wolfe, who was Princess Diana's personal protection officer for eight years during the most traumatic period of her lifetime and getting his reflections on what um, a royal princess is expected to do and what it's like within that side that royal household i'll also be giving a reading from my latest book called the wedding of harry and Meghan, which is out just before the, um, the wedding of the the couple on may the 19th um, if you enjoy this episode please subscribe rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app and find more episodes and additional content on standard.co.uk slash royalpodcast. You can also get in touch with me directly via Twitter at the Royal Editor. I'm here now with Ken Wolfe, who was Diana Princess of Wales's personal protection officer from Scotland Yard uh, for seven years. He was at her side during probably the most traumatic period of her life. And he's today going to be reflecting upon that with some lovely stories and anecdotes in conversation with me, Robert Jobs. One of the most difficult issues in being a member of the royal family, Ken, is, is privacy. And it seems to me that once you're inside that um, goldfish bowl, it's very difficult, really, to get any privacy. Did Princess Diana at any stage, get a chance to just be herself, to you know, walk freely away from a situation where she was under the spotlight? I think, you know, at that particular time, you know, there was this openness. And I remember coming back from, from Dorset that weekend and uh, she was pretty low. And I, she said, oh, do you have a good weekend? You know, generally asked that. I said, yeah, I had a great time. I sort of, uh, you know, had a good walk on a, on a beach in, in uh, Studland. She said, oh, that's lovely. She said, I'd love to do that, but of course I can't. And I then said, well, you could do it. Oh, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't let me do that. And I said, well, you never asked. She said, well, I'd love to do it. And she said, well, you know, what about all the security? I said, well, we can sort that out. It's not a problem. Anyway, literally three days later, we get in a car, uh, drive down to uh, Poole, the, the chain ferry at Studland. And I remember getting on this ferry, a sort of a crisp uh, spring day, 
And um, you know, all the tradesmen and people going about their business on the ferry, and they they, they looked at Diana. They I could see them. They no, that wouldn't be the Princess of Wales on a chain ferry in Dorset. <laughs> anyway, we got off the other end, and, and it's a beautiful part of of, of uh, the United Kingdom, you know, owned by the National Trust. And I gave her a radio, and I always remember she had this this Michael Jackson jacket. And uh, I said, look, just walk along the, the water's edge, keep going, and I'll see you in about three miles. And uh, we'll pick it up from there. And any problem, just give me a call on the radio. Yeah, there was a risk element involved, but there's a risk in everything. Anyway, after about 40 minutes, she calls up and laughing. And I said, are you okay? She said, yes. She said, but you never told me about the nudist colony. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, I completely <laughs> forgot about this. And apparently there were about seven or eight octogenarian males dangling their birthday kit in front of the Princess of Wales on this deserted beach in Dorset. And um, anyway... Who, who would have got the biggest shot? Well, yeah. I probably... We, 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 we got back and then we had, a, we had a coffee in the pub called the Banks Arms. And, you know, everyone just came as a normal event. We, do, you think, I mean, do you think the likes of Kate, Duchess of... Cambridge or Meghan or whatever Duchess she's going to be, will be able to do those sort of things. I mean, would you think it's more difficult now to achieve that with the mobile phones and everybody being uh, taking snaps? Well, there, there you are. I see the every everyone now that has an iPhone is a potential snapper as a paparazzi. So I suppose in that sense it's more difficult. And and, and from a security standpoint, I think times are slightly different. And whether that could be repeated now, you know. 25 years on is probably unlikely. But I do think that there has to be um, a relationship with, with the security team that, that can work together to enable things to be done that, that might be just outside of what is possible. Ken, you looked after Diana, Princess of Wales, during the, the height of her fame. I mean, could you give us some insight from your experience of what, say, Meghan Markle will have to experience coming into the royal family? and how difficult it will be for her to cope. I mean, you saw Diana when she had adapted to the royal regime, but what sort of idiosyncrasies and what sort of strange things go on inside the house that she'll have to get used to with the family as well? Well, it's interesting that, um, you know, people expect that there's some sort of manual, some sort of book of guidance that, you know, when you become a princess, look, as long as you read this, and do that, it'd be fine. Well, there isn't. It doesn't exist. Um, and you're really on your own. And this this notion, perhaps, that you come in by, by marriage, that you immediately become one of them, is, is not true. Um, and Diana would often say that, look, yes, I'm a member of the royal family, but I'm not one of them. Still the outsider. Well, and I think, you know, this is the point that, that, that Kate Middleton... And, and Meghan Markle now will find that, you know, it, it is a life changer. Uh, you know, you are entering a world that doesn't exist anywhere else. You know, this is, OK, it's not the last of the royal families, but it's, it's one of, it's the last that functions in the way that it does, you know, with their castles, um, with their servants. It's real, really Downton-esque in the sense that it's one of those last country houses where you do have servants, where you do have a dresser, where you have a chauffeur, where you have a chef. And this will happen to Meghan. And people will say, oh, well, yes, I'm going to carry on as normal. But this normality thing will, will no longer be with her. So it's going to be difficult. And um, at the moment, we're seeing with Meghan particularly 
all the positive sides and this, the anticipation of this great day at Windsor. But that's once that day is over, the reality will kick in because, yes, she wants to get involved in her humanitarian work with Harry and they're brilliantly suited for that because that's what he wants to do and that's what she's good at. And her big advantage, because being a member of the royal family is like being on stage every night, this is a classic piece of theatre and you've got to act it out. Now, she's been doing that for most of her professional career, and she finds that easy. But do you really want to be an actor for the rest of your life? Because that's what it's going to be The one thing that Diana was able to do and why she uh, was able to embrace and empathise with the people is that she wasn't acting most of the time, was she? she? She was pretty much herself. I mean, I think the problem that I, I can see is that... that, that Diana didn't have an awful lot of support, with the exception of, say, yourself and a few other close friends. Meghan, it seems this time that the Queen May or the Prince of Wales is trying his best to surround her with experienced people. I mean, for example, the Queen's Assistant Private Secretary, a former Press Secretary, Samantha Cohen, is going across to be Private Secretary to Harry and Meghan for a year. So they're bringing in some quite experienced people to to try to look after them because they don't want them to repeat of the past. Well, no, but I think that, that's that's going to happen anyway. It, 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 you know, the actual format of how that works, I think, is irrelevant. It, it's the, it's the, it's the life-changing um, attitude and it's the life-changing experiences that, that, will, that, that she'll have to cope with because the, there's no longer the freedom. And, and, you know, whereas Diana had a certain amount of freedom because the technology wasn't as severe as it is today talking in terms of of of, of cameras and so forth and and Mm. the digital media of facebook twitter instagram and this is available to everybody we have heads of state now using twitter instagram and and the royal family even do it so the chance of privacy is is actually even less this is why i i bang on about relationships between her security and her staff. But the, the, the one thing in her favour is that the royal family has modernised uh, in, in due respect, in, in, in the main, thanks to Diana. And, and so that's a little bit easier. So they're very aware of how important it is to be part of this or more modern and family. And also there but, are um, restrictions on the media that weren't there in the Wild West days of James Whittaker and Harry Arnold. Well, the, the reason the reason for that was that, that, that you know, sadly after Diana's death, that the, the, the hunt for the story faded anyway because the, the, the press certainly were not that interested in that many other members of the royal family other than Diana at the time. Now, you know, there was the, the rush when, when, when Kate arrived with William and, of course, with, with Harry's antics in you know, L.A. and so forth, he became the story, and that was the story that the media wanted. And then suddenly we have this uh, uh, American of uh, 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 mixed heritage. Fantastic. You know, that really has generated a... Oh, it's, a real, it's a really... Well, it's a massive, story, what, what it's a massive story, but that isn't going to go away. Would you advise her, though, you know, she's going to be working a lot with her husband-to-be. Um, that in itself... Is, is can, can be somewhat claustrophobic and limiting. She's she's had a high profile career. I mean, you would would you advise her very much to carve out, out her own niche, rather like Diana did? I, I'm not the the right person to to advise Meghan Markle. I I would say that and hope that she has already accepted 
um, the, the life-changing uh, things that are going to happen to her. And, and, and if she has the, the total support of Harry and the desire to continue in this humanitarian direction, and if that is a serious objective of hers, then it can only be successful. It's, it depends on how long that continues. And, and hopefully, you know, there will be some fun, you know, behind, outside of that work. But of course, everyone says, oh, well, it's, it, it's, it's not very nice. I wouldn't want to be part of, of, of the royal family. Um, you know, but it isn't all that bad, having said that. I think it depends on the, it really depends on the support from Harry, his brother and so forth, that they can, you know, unite as a younger group within the royal family. I mean, the Queen herself now has, 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 has given the responsibility to her son, the Prince of Wales, and given greater responsibility to the two young princes. And that's effectively acknowledged that the changes are happening. Yeah, we are definitely in and, and transition. I think, and I think in that sense, you know, Meghan knows that from what I see, from what most of us see through reading newspapers, that she 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 is accepted. Um, but of course, you know, post the wedding, there will be the other stories. You know, her family, what is her past life? Her, her last husband, it, all that, the, that will generate interest on a wider media um, background. So I, I just think that as, as long as she remains interested uh, in and primarily her humanitarian work, she's clearly got a natural gift at dealing with the media, as was clearly demonstrated in Nottingham, uh, as was demonstrated in Brixton, and other events that she's taken part in since, and seems to work that with, with, with consummate ease. You can see the glory and the pleasure that sort of shines from Harry's face. You know, she is a natural of that. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. But the key for them, surely, as well, is where's Charles and Diana, the, you know, after the initial um, honeymoon period, there was a... There was a clear sense of competition I remember you saying that even when they were on good terms he, he didn't particularly want her to come with um, him looking at the churches in case the, that he used to do on a regular basis in case it emerged that she was with him and all the attention would be on her so the key probably going forward is that they act in, in as a partnership well, I think what's interesting uh, about the last two royal, well, the last two royal romances of William and Harry is this: that unlike their mother, who, from from my opinion, was the last of the arranged marriages, 
And, and I say that, that her grandmother, Lady Ruth Vermoy, was very instrumental with the late Queen Mother in finding this virginal princess to marry the Prince of Wales. And, and Diana herself has this tremendous um, you know, v- legacy and, and, and belongs to the aristocratic Spencer family going back generations. And yet it didn't work because very rarely do arranged marriages work. And, but with William, he found his wife at university. There were no interferences there. And Harry found Meghan. And, 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 and nobody has interfered with that. And neither should they. You know, we live in a, in a... Well, certainly I do, and in London, in a multicultural society where we have to accept everything that, that happens. Now, it's not for any one of us to decide whether it was right or wrong for Harry to marry Meghan Markle. Maybe 25, 30 years ago, somebody would have stood up and said, we can't have that. But thankfully, we've moved forward, and the royal family have moved forward in time to accept that this is now how we live. And in that sense, this can only be a massive plus for everybody. I just sincerely hope that it works. Well, thank you very much indeed, Cam, for those wonderful anecdotes and your reflections of your time with the princess and understanding what it's going to be like for somebody entering the royal family and how difficult that is. We'll be hearing more from you later in the series. Well, there's a lot of excitement about the forthcoming marriage of... Prince Harry, Prince Henry of Wales, as he is officially, to Rachel Meghan Markle, which again is her official name, on the 19th of May at St George's Chapel, Windsor. Well, I've written a, uh, a book about this forthcoming wedding called Aptly, The Wedding of Harry and Meghan, and that is available to purchase now. I'm going to do a short reading from it for this episode and do a further couple of readings later in the series. Well, there's a lot of excitement about the forthcoming marriage of Prince Harry, Prince Henry of Wales, as he is officially, to Rachel Meghan Markle, which again is her official name, on the 19th of May at St George's Chapel, Windsor. Well, I've written a a book about this forthcoming wedding called Aptly, The Wedding of Harry and Meghan, and that is available to purchase now. I'm going to do a short reading from it for this episode and do a further couple of readings later in the series. After more than a year of preserving their privacy, the prince and his US actress girlfriend decided to take their relationship to the next level by going public. The moment came with their first ever joint appearance at the third Invictus Games, the international multi-sport event that Harry had created for wounded, injured and sick armed services personnel. Harry launched the Games in London March 2014, took them to Florida in 2016 and then to Toronto in September 2017. At the opening ceremony for the Toronto Games, Meghan may have been sitting separately from Harry under the watchful eye of a protection officer, but it was a significant sign of how their relationship was. Later in the week, they attended the tennis together in a surprise appearance in front of the cameras. The cat was truly out of the bag. By the time the Invictus Games had come to an end, the couple were happy to go public. They were not shy around each other. They joined Meghan's mother, Doria Ragland, in a suite at the Air Canada Centre for the closing ceremony. They were reportedly snuggling up to each other, kissing with their arms wrapped around each other. Harry reportedly left his seat after the ceremony began and went to the seats occupied by Meghan, Doria, Jessica Mulroney, daughter-in-law of the former Canadian Prime Minister Brian Mulroney, and Marcus Anderson, 
the Canadian who had reportedly set up them together in a blind date. Harry chatted openly about his girlfriend as well. He said that Meghan Markle was loving the Invictus Games after she attended the wheelchair tennis hand-in-hand with him. It was the first time that the Prince had spoken publicly and freely about Meghan following that written statement released by Kensington Palace that had confirmed the relationship. As far as the press were concerned, the countdown to a royal wedding had started. They were not wrong. A series of stories followed. Meghan giving up her social media platforms, talk of her negotiating her exit from the hugely successful drama Suits, stories of romantic holidays in Norway and Botswana, and her attendance at the wedding of the Duchess of Cambridge's sister, Pippa Middleton, all stoked the rumour fire. Then it emerged that Harry had taken his girlfriend to finally meet the Queen at the palace to get her blessing for marriage, something he was obliged to ask under the Succession of the Crown Act 2013. Her Majesty gave permission willingly, thrilled that at last her grandson, with whom she is very close, had found the one woman he could share his life with. Finally, after another weekend of friendly media speculation, the official announcement came from Clarence House, Prince Charles's office, on Monday the 27th of November. It did not come as any surprise to the media or to the public, but what did was the speed with which the royal bride-to-be would get to work. Within days, she was on the way to Nottingham with Harry at her side for the first of several trips around the UK to familiarise herself with the country that would become her new home. Within a few months of the engagement announcement, Harry and Meghan had toured around the United Kingdom, every country in the Queen's realm, taking in Nottingham, Brixton in the South London, Edinburgh, Cardiff and Belfast. It was quite an education for the Californian actress, meeting thousands of people, shaking thousands of hands and making small talk with complete strangers. But she took it in her stride. Often not waiting for Harry to show her the way, she would introduce herself with a cheery, Hi, I'm Megan. As she worked the line of well-wishers behind the steel security barriers during a walkabout, she would add, I'm so happy, it's such a thrill to be here. On her first public outing to the city of Nottingham, the public waited patiently in freezing winter conditions from 6am to meet the newly engaged couple. Many were clutching gifts, flowers and homemade cards. Megan made a beeline for the children, who seemed thrilled to meet her, accepting congratulations from them and showing off her engagement ring. Her first official gift came from Ian Currier, the chief executive of Nottingham City Council, who gave her and the prince a silver pin in the shape of Robin Hood, Nottinghamshire's legendary outlaw depicted in folklore. Harry told him he was delighted to be here, adding, Look at the number of people here. Isn't it great? Waving to the people in the windows above the narrow street, Meghan walked down the line asking people their names, where they were from, and endearingly introduced herself. She seemed to have no problem whatsoever with the limelight. After Nottingham, the couple made visits across the United Kingdom to Scotland, to the Midlands, to Cardiff. And whilst they were in Wales, dressed in a stylish black coat, Meghan won over the principality which she visited with Harry in January. She signed autographs, was given flowers, had her hand kissed and even took part in a group hug passing her initiation with flying colours. It was all a learning curve for Meghan who broke royal protocol when she signed an autograph for Caitlin Clark, 10, and adding a hearty smile and a smiley face. The schoolgirl was overjoyed. My heart is still racing, she said. She was lauded by Jessica Phillips, 23, for her outspoken feminist views, too. The freelance journalist said afterwards, She was so lovely. I said it was really lovely to have a feminist in the royal family. And she said, Harry is a feminist, too.
Her visits around the United Kingdom gave her a chance to see what it was really like to be a working royal. She was not a princess yet, but she was certainly getting a baptism of fire. And when she went to Brixton in South London, she was given one of her most rapturous receptions. It's good to see Meghan in Brixton, a black community, said Shirley Watson, 55. It's the first time we've had a royal visit here. Hopefully she'll want to help areas like this. I hope she liked it. You've been listening to Robert Jobson's Royal Podcast. Remember, you can subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and access more exclusive content at standard.co.uk slash royalpodcast. Until next time, this is Robert Jobson signing off. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.